You're listening to a message from Christian Life Ministries in Coventry, a dynamic, growing church in the heart of the nation. We pray that God will speak to you through this word and impact your life for His glory. Good afternoon. Try again. There we are. We're here. We're awake. It's a family service, so I'm expecting lots of energy today. Um, It's so good to be here and sharing the word of God. Who is sad that Christmas is over? Anyone sad? A few people. Who is hosting Christmas at their house this year? Anyone? You can barely raise your hand. It was so, it was difficult. Who is glad Christmas is over? Oh, some of you. The Lord sees the Lord. No, it's uh, it's it's so good um, that we're here today. And some people say about this time of kind of between Christmas and New Year, it's the time that gets lost. Like some people saying, you don't even know who you are, where you are, what's going on. Every day feels like a Sunday. And um, but just to let you know, it's the 29th of December all day today. You're on CLM Church in Coventry, and we're here to worship Jesus. Amen. Love it. Oh, I've got energy today. That's good. Come on. Um, Today, I am speaking um, about a a wonderful topic, an incredible topic, something that will challenge us, but hopefully encourage us as well. And this topic is that Jesus is our greatest joy. And so my title today is simply Joy to the World. Say with me, Joy to the World. Turn to your neighbor and say, Jesus brings joy. Turn to your other neighbor and say, Jesus brings joy and do it with a smile. There we go. Joy to the world. You know, so many people who don't know the grace and mercy and joy of Jesus at Christmas time just see it as a fleeting season that comes and goes. But the truth that we can know as believers is that Jesus has come and he's come to stay. That by the Holy Spirit, the gifts and the gift that is Jesus himself has come to say the the freedom that he has won for us, the joy and the life and the love that he has won for us is with us right here today. We can know it and we can walk in it because of our Savior. It doesn't have to be a fleeting season and then we just kind of have our countdown to Christmas again before we can rejoice and celebrate. But I want us to know that Jesus brings a joy unlike anything we could ever know or experience. It's incredible that we can have this. Joy to the World isn't just a song title that someone came up with because they thought it was a good idea. It is based in scripture. If you were the attentive amongst us today uh, would have seen um, this passage already. Martin opened the service with some verses from Luke chapter two and I wanna read them again for us, this time from the NIV. And this is the account of An angel appearing to the shepherds, pronouncing the birth of Jesus. And it says this in verse 10, but the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will be cause, that will cause, sorry, great joy for all the people. Everyone say, all the people. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. A message to the shepherds that good news is going to bring great joy. Wow. The news of Jesus should and does and can, if properly received, bring great joy to our lives. We see it all around Christmas. And the story of Jesus' birth. I love it in the, the chapter just before this, in Luke chapter 1, we read of Mary who's pregnant with Jesus. She goes to, a vis- to visit Elizabeth who is pregnant with John the Baptist. Not yet John the Baptist, but pregnant with John the Baptist. 
And Mary goes, she greets Elizabeth, and the Bible tells us when she greets Elizabeth, Elizabeth is filled with the Holy Spirit. And she begins to affirm what has been spoken over Mary. But then, incredibly catch this, what happens then is John, who is currently in his mother's womb, it says, the Bible says, he leapt for joy. A baby in the womb. He encounters Jesus, who is also in the womb, not yet born. And what is his response? It is one of joy. Elizabeth's like, whoa, what's going on? A baby in the womb leaping for joy. We read it in Matthew 2 of some pagan magi from the east following a star coming to worship Jesus. And it says that when they come near, they've been following the star and they realize that they finally reached the place that the star was was leading them to. And when they realize that they're getting close to this King Jesus, this baby, the Messiah that they've come to worship, I want to get it right, so I'm going to read it. It says, the ESV is a brilliant translation. It tells us that they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. Incredible. In the Greek there, they literally, it's repeated four times, this idea and picture of joy. It's joy to the power of four. I don't even know what that sort of joy looks like, but it would be joyous. An expression, these guys didn't really know, they had no reason, but they'd come, they followed the star to worship this king, and what was their response to Jesus? It was joy. And my encouragement to us today, if a baby in the womb and these pagan magi who've traveled such a distance can and should and respond to Jesus with joy, then too, our response to Jesus should be one of joy. Amen? Jesus brings joy to the world, the greatest joy that mankind could ever know. You know, various things and moments, good gifts in our life from God can and should bring joy in our lives. It's appropriate that they should. One of the most joyous moments of my life when my little brother was born, August the 28th, 2013, my, my beautiful baby brother, Tobias, was born. Incredible, such a special moment. Who else, joyous moment when your child was born? Many dads raising their hand, not moms. No. Joyous moments. Anyone a football fan here? Anyone a Liverpool fan? All right, thank you, none of that. (laughs) Few Liverpool fans. For me, I, I love Liverpool. And moments of joy when we have victory, we're currently champions of the world. I'm just gonna leave that one there, that's fine. We've won Europe, now the world, it's fine. Any United fans here? The Lord bless you. It's all right. Just keep going. There's joy in Jesus. You know, joyous moments, sharing laughter with friends and family. Seeing lives impacted for the kingdom of God. Good food. Moments around the table. Jokes shared. Winning. Achievements. Finishing assignments. Finishing a time of study. Was anyone joyous when they finished their degree? Oh. Anyone still studying? Joy is on its way. (laughs) Keep going. Games bring us joy. We have lots of fun. Just so you know, I'm not lying. We're going to play a game right now. Does anyone want to play a game? Yeah? Woo. Okay, I need the help of two young people in year five and six. Year four, five, or six. Just come up. Just come up. I just need two. First come, first serve. You get sweets for helping me. Here we go. Here we go. Give these guys a round of applause. You guys were the quick. Oh, wait, there's three now. 
It's all right, we can take it in turns, don't worry. We'll work with. Okay, what I need you guys to do, just turn around, face your audience, I'm gonna stand here. I'm gonna go along, I need you guys to tell everyone your name, how old you are, and your favorite flavor of ice cream. Are you ready? Okay, name, age, favorite flavor of ice cream, go. My name is Emmanuel, and I'm 10, and my favorite kind of ice cream is mint and chocolate. Ooh, very nice, give it up for Emmanuel. We'll start, we're gonna to come to you in a minute. Tell us your name, how old you are, and your favorite flavor of ice cream. My name is Michaela, I'm nine, and my favorite flavor is vanilla. Give it up for Michaela. Hello, sir. Tell us your name, age, and favorite flavor of ice cream. My name is Caleb, and I'm nine, and my favorite flavor is chocolate. Chocolate, love it, Caleb. So we got Emmanuel, Caleb, and Michaela, yeah? Michaela, I'm sorry, Michaela. That'll take me a while, okay better not fall off this stage. So, you guys are gonna help me out. Okay, so I need two of you, I've got two coins here, two of you to flip a coin. Two of you to flip coins. Who's gonna do it? You flip a coin, you flip a coin, brilliant. So, what's gonna happen, in a moment's time, I'm gonna get everyone to stand, and then I'm gonna go, heads or tails, you decide. At which point, you guys need to get involved. Okay, we're gonna sort this bit first. When I say heads or tails, you decide, I need, you'll take it in turns, one of you to flip the coin, okay? Go for it. Just one of you, you decide. There we go. Nice. Okay, then I need you to put it on your hand and show Michaela. Now, Michaela, you're going to tell us, is it heads or is it tails? Just keep it flat. Heads or tails? Just leave it. Just leave it. There we go. Heads. Heads, just like that, okay? That's your bit. That's your bit sorted. Right, I need everyone to stand. There is prizes at stake, so <laughs> just get ready. So what's gonna happen when I say heads or tails, you decide, you guys are gonna flip the coin, right? You got your bit locked and loaded. I trust you guys, it's you guys I'm worried about. So what's gonna happen when I say that? You need to decide if I'm gonna choose heads or if I'm gonna choose tails. To signify that you've chosen heads, you need to put your hand, guess where? On your head, you guys are clever. Come on. You need to put both hands on your head because I'm not saying you're cheaters, but anyway, I need, we need to be clear, okay? If you choose tails, you need to put your hand on your? On your tails, on your bum, yeah, but lower back, okay? Yeah, okay, so you're gonna practice your bit. This is just the practice go. So, we'll practice all together. So, Emmanuel, you've already had a go at flipping the coin. Your name again, sir, I've already forgotten. Caleb, okay. Caleb, you're gonna flick this time, then Michaela's gonna read it off, okay? Heads or tails, you decide. Okay, Michaela. It is heads or tails? Heads. Heads! So if your hand was on your head, you are still in. If your hand was not on your head and it was on your tail, then you need to sit down. Apart from great joy, that was a practice round! Yay, we love practice rounds. Okay, we're gonna try and fly through this. Are we ready? So it'll be Emmanuel, Caleb, after, okay? So, Emmanuel, you go, heads or tails, you decide. Okay, Michaela, tell us, heads or tails? Tails. Tails! Right, Caleb, your turn, okay? Wow! Wow! Tails never fails. I'm joking, it does fairly often. Okay, that was loads of you, wow. Heads or tails, you decide. Okay, right, just pause a minute, just pause before we announce it. Now listen, I haven't got eyes to see everyone, 
And it's not just because they're in church, but let me tell you that the Lord sees you right now. So any cheating going on, don't take it all with me, the Lord knows. Okay, heads or tails, you just like keep it there, both hands please, both hands. Okay, Michaela, is it heads or is it tails? Tails. Tails never fails. It's working. Okay, we're going to keep this going. Heads or tails, you decide. If I told you there was a hundred pounds Amazon voucher at stake in this game, I would be lying, but I just wanted to build some anticipation. You ready? Oh, you did it already. Michaela, is it heads or is it tails? Tails. Tail. Oh, wow. Tails. Okay. Right, what we're going to do really quickly, there's not that many people left. So if you are still left in, I need you to come to stage really quickly. You guys come to stage. Do you guys want to stand over there for me? We'll get these guys at the front so everyone can see. Keep coming. Oh, there's more of you than I thought, but it's going to be all right. Just don't go on the drums or read my notes. <laughs> Hang on a minute. What's going on? Let's give these guys a round of applause. Let me remind you all that it's just a game, okay? Don't want to see any tears if and when you go out. Okay, you guys ready? We're going to do the same thing. They're just up here now. Okay, heads or tails, you decide. Okay, Michaela, is it heads or is it tails? Heads. Heads! If you chose tails, thank you very much. How about your seat? I'm going to, oh. <laughs> Amazing. Right, I need you guys to be my eyes now, okay? Watch really closely. Especially Auntie Mary. Okay, are we ready? Heads or tails, you decide. Is it heads or is it tails? Heads. Heads. How many have we got left? Are you two together or... Your actors won. Okay, beautiful. I love it. So, tell, what's your name, lovely? <laughs> Don't do that to me, please. What's your name? Oh, never mind. Mom, tell us. Our name is Foyeka. Foyeka. Okay, Foyeka. And can you introduce yourself to everyone? And my name is Favor. Foyeka versus Favor. Okay, here we go. Right, do you want to come in a bit closer? Okay. I can't have you do the same thing now. So um, I'm going to let you, Favor, decide if you're going to go heads or tails. Tell everyone, heads or tails? Tails. Tails. Okay, that means if it's heads, you've won, and you can cho choose five sweets from there. Oh, five sweets, my goodness. Pardon? Yeah, I know. Oh, I can't have tears on stage. Okay. Heads or tails, they've already decided. So, have we? let's flip the coin one final time. Brilliant. Michaela, for the final time, can you tell us? Tails or heads, right? Yeah, tails or heads. Here we go. Drum roll, please. Michaela, heads or tails? Heads. Heads! Yay! Wait, who won? I'm confused. Oh, we got a one! Woo! Do you want to choose some sweets? Here we go. Amazing. You, 
Should we give Favor some sweets as well? Oh, come on then. There you go, grab something. Go for it, go for it. You guys take one of those as well and then you can head back. Give my wonderful assistants a round of applause. Go for it. You can take Smarties as well, why not? It's the last service, so I'm being generous. Look at that, oh, there we go. You got any siblings? Never mind, they didn't come up, that's fine. Thank you, give these guys a round of applause. Thank you. Oh, and he gave me my 10p back. Emmanuel, where's my other one? I'm joking, thank you, thank you. Brilliant. Wow, Ooh, that was full on. That was more dramatic than the first service, I'll tell you that. So we have loads of things in our lives that bring us joy. Games bring us joy, moments bring us joy, but I want us to understand and pull a distinction here that the joy that Jesus brings exceeds and is far better than any of this. Far better even than the enjoyment and the joy of a game. Far better than even the joy of winning Smarties. Can you imagine it? Jesus brings the greatest joy mankind could ever know. Why is there great joy for all when he comes? Why can the angels say that with such assurance? Why is he the greatest joy mankind could ever know? Because when Jesus comes, joy comes. In and through and by Jesus, we can know joy. Jesus himself is our greatest joy, which means the joy we know isn't faltering and failing depending on our circumstances. It doesn't come and it doesn't fade like a dial depending on the circumstance of our life. The truth is, if our joy is rooted in how well life seems to be going, our joy will falter and fade when trials come our way. If our joy is rooted in our feeling secure or accepted or significant because of others and what they deem of, the, of us, or it's, it's based on our comfort or our worldly success, the real joy, the greatest joy can feel so foreign and distant because that's not where we find true joy. True joy is to be found only in Jesus Christ himself. Has anyone experienced and tasted the joy that Jesus brings? I know that there'll be so many stories and witnesses to this in the room. Even those going through awful trials. In fact, I might even go so far as to say, especially those going through trials can know the sweetest of joys because all else is removed and they begin to see the beauty of Jesus. The fire of life can burn away some of the other things that have once consumed us and some of the other things that maybe we've been looking to for joy. And they reveal Jesus in his purity and his beauty and his magnificence. It's not based on fleeting moments that come and go. And my exhortation to you is don't miss out on the greatest of joys by being consumed in the gifts that God gives. Don't let your joy be based on just these moments. Like I said, it is right and good to appreciate and enjoy and honor the gifts that God gives into our lives. It is not wrong to enjoy God's gifts, but if we place them above the gift giver himself, we've missed the mark. We've missed the point. That's why I love, I, I'm gonna reset and recalibrate my heart in these times of, of prayer and fasting. I love food. 
don't know if you can tell, but I love food. Anyone else love food? Food brings me great joy. Oh, chicken wings, great joy. Love it. I could go through a list. I'm not there to do that. But during this time of prayer and fasting, my heart is to say, Lord, yes, I find joy in these things, but I'm going to know a sweeter joy because, God, I'm after you. God, you're my ultimate joy, not these gifts, not this food that you give, but Jesus, only you. You are greater than these gifts, so much greater. It's not going to be a time that is lacking joy. I'm excited because I'll know a joy and taste of a joy sweeter than I usually do. Jesus remains, and because he remains, my joy remains. Jesus is our greatest joy because he never leaves nor forsakes us. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever, which means our joy can be steadfast too, regardless of circumstance. You know, I love this. Paul illustrates this incredibly. He writes a book called the Book of Philippians. He's writing a letter to the church of Philippi, and it's called by many scholars, the book of joy. The book of joy, because he talks about joy so often, and he talks about rejoicing in God so often, you would think maybe he's writing this in a really joyful circumstance. He was writing this in chains. He'd known what it was to be beaten nearly to death, to be shipwrecked, to be ill, to be uncertain of his life, and yet he knew that there was a greater joy in Jesus. Wow. Jesus is our greatest joy. Why else is Jesus our greatest joy? Simply, I want us to know, it's because Jesus is our savior. Jesus is our savior. In the initial verses I read, the angel says the good news that will bring joy to all people is the news that our savior has been born. A savior has been born. First Peter 1.8 puts it beautifully. It will come on the screen for us. It says this of Jesus. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Jesus is my greatest joy and he's our greatest joy if you're a follower of him because he has removed you. He has brought you out of a place of darkness. You were dead in your sins with no hope until Jesus came on the scene. Jesus has won you. He has brought you with a price. He doesn't stay as a baby in a manger. He lived a perfect life and died the death that we should have died, that we can have life even now. I rejoice because I have been saved. I have to, like David prays in Psalm 51, restore unto me the joy of your salvation, God. Sometimes we lose it, we, for, we forget it. We can miss the amazing grace of God. We get lost in all of our circumstances, the worries and concern of, of life, they consume us. The enemy can come knocking at our door and we get distracted not knowing that we serve a victorious king. And so we lose the joy of our salvation. But church, joy should mark us as the people of God. Joy should mark each one of us. Can anyone say here, I've been saved by Jesus? That means that joy should mark your life. 
I can rejoice because Jesus has saved me. You know, the closest I've experienced to the feeling of being rescued was while I was away in Bali. I spent some time in Singapore, as many of you know, doing my ministry training. And at the end of that time, I had some, some days free. So myself and a fellow ministry intern from Brazil, his cousin came over, and uh, we went to Bali for a few days. Now, this trip, you might have pictures of your head of Bali. This trip was awful. I... Uh, we went to some nice beaches with the beaches we thought were nice, and there was, it was all horrible. Anyway, side note. Sorry if you're from Bali here. I'm sure it's beautiful parts as well. I ended up falling off a motorbike, and I injured myself. And um, I needed some medical treatment, but I didn't want to pay for it. And uh, so I thought, let me just wait till I get home. And um, the, the thing was, when we landed in Bali, day number one, the volcano in the north of the island erupted. Woohoo! And what happened, we weren't in danger from any lava or anything like that, but smoke was erupting out of this volcano and the wind was blowing it southward and basically it meant that no planes could fly. So the airport for four days, the entire time we were there was closed. We were going out on the last day. My friends had a, a, a flight to Brazil the day after. If we didn't get out, they weren't gonna make it. We were running out of money. We were like, how long are we gonna be here for? We looked at alternative travel plans and it was really hard to get out because thousands of people were trying to leave this tiny island. And we were praying. I was like, God, I don't wanna miss this. Lord, I don't wanna die in Bali. This is not how my story ends. And I remember there were thousands of people in this airport. We were trying to speak to someone that understood what was going on, but no one understood what was going on and no one could help us. Basically, like in crisis time, the staff just retreat. It was like there was no one there in the airport apart from one person at a desk. And you're like, what's going on? But anyway, by the grace of God, literally we were praying. We were praying, Lord, please help us, get us out. We were flying with a, a company called Air Asia. There was five flights to Singapore that day. Four of them were canceled. There was one that was pending and it was ours. And we made it through security somehow, I don't even know. I literally carried my bag on my head and then there was a, our flight was being called and we were like, that's our flight and we ran through security. It was all crazy. And then we ended up, like we'd already, like the, our flight time had gone, had passed already. And we were on a little car that was taking us, uh, on a little bus, sorry, that was taking us to our flight. And this is a picture of me and my friends. You can see. <laughs> this was taken on the bus as we were making our way to the airplane to take us away from Bali and the volcano death and destruction. But you can see, I look far happier than these guys. I think I was deep in the consequences more. Brazilians are just more relaxed anyway. So, But this is a face of me experiencing, I, would, I wouldn't say rescue, but escape really. Like I was jubilant. I was so buzzing. Like I wanted to see the captain just kiss him on the forehead, say thank you for rescuing me. You're incredible. But if this is the face of joy of just getting off an island that I was supposed to be on holiday from and it weren't really that bad, my life weren't really at risk, how much more so should I rejoice at the saving grace of Jesus Christ? My, my joy and my jubilance that Jesus has rescued me, has literally come to earth, that he didn't want heaven without us, that he came because he loved us. And Jesus came that we might know him. So he stepped into earth. God himself to rescue us. Church, there should be a response of joy from the people of God to our wonderful Savior. Jesus who has saved us. Jesus who has ransomed us. Only because of Jesus can we along with the psalmist now say, like in Psalm 16, you have made known to me the path of life. You fill me with joy in your presence 
with eternal pleasures at your right hand. Because of Jesus, he has won us, he has ransomed us, and he holds us. He desires for us to be in his presence and for us to go into his presence. And because of Jesus, we can go into God, this holy God's presence. And in his presence, we can know joy. We can know joy in church. We can know joy in our bedrooms. We can know joy in a prison cell or in a hospital bed. Why? Because the presence of God can be there because Jesus has given us access. How incredible, church. How incredible that this is our Jesus. He was and is the joy of those. All of those weary of their sin, weary of being separated from him, weary of this world, he is our joy. The joy that Jesus brings doesn't depart at Christmas. It doesn't get thrown out with a wrapping paper. It is there, available for us all to know and walk in. Can I invite the band to come up as I draw to a close this morning. I could list so many reasons to be joyful in Jesus, but it all begins with this saving work. This saving work of grace that has brought us back to the Father. If we choose him, if we say, Jesus, I choose this gift that you have given. I choose you, Jesus, again today. What then is our response to Jesus? the greatest gift, the one who gives us every reason to be joyful. Well, it seems simple, but we miss it so often. Paul says it beautifully in Philippians 4.4. He says, rejoice, rejoice in the Lord always. And if we've missed it, he says, I will say it again, rejoice. He doesn't say sometimes, he doesn't say in the high moments, he doesn't say just in church services. He says, rejoice in the Lord always. This means to express your joy, to show worship and gladness and thanks to our wonderful saving God. How incredible, church, if for all of us as followers of Jesus, that if joy marked our years, that if we, we show our world that we have a joy in Jesus, that circumstance can never shake. I'm not saying this is easy. I'm not saying us walking in joy is something that is natural or something you can muster up. The whole point is, I hope you're hearing it, this is only of God himself. It is of the Holy Spirit that we can walk and express this joy in reality. It's why joy is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. But we have to make a decision to say, Jesus, I'm gonna choose to remain in you. Jesus, I'm going to choose to trust you again. I, I am going to rejoice. It's going to be my act of faith to rejoice in you today because you are my greatest joy. Paul could rejoice even in the face of death because he knew that there was hope beyond the grave. He knew that there was joy in God's presence forevermore. Not just in this life, but he was going to know it more fully than he'd ever known it in the next. That he was going to see Jesus and he was going to be like him. And my exhortation to you, church, is that 2020 would be a year marked by joy. Who wants that? Who wants that? And the truth is, we can all have a year marked by joy. 
we, we might not know what's going to come in the future, but I know my God. I know my Savior. I already know that He's won me. I know that I'm going to be with Him. I know that He's set apart for me good works and I'm going to walk in them because He is committed to my life and He's committed to yours. He's called you out. His promise is to hold you, to keep you. That is, you are His beloved. And I pray we might know that more fully than we ever have this year so that joy, regardless of what is happening in our world, will mark our lives. That we will rejoice at all times. Can I invite us to stand together? In a moment's time, the the band are going to lead us and we're going to take a moment to rejoice and give thanks to God. But I want us in this, this time and this place to just take a moment to give thanks for ourselves. To just close our eyes. Maybe you want to lift your hands. Maybe that's your posture to say, Lord, I I worship you and adore you. Like we learned in our Passion for the Present series, a posture of Toda that says, Lord, thank you. Not just words, but a posture of thanks. Maybe all it needs to be and start with you is say, thank you that you're my Savior, Jesus. Thank you that you've won me, that you've ransomed me. Thank you that there is no condemnation in you, that I don't have to feel shame, regardless of what I've walked in this week. Even what I've done that isn't godly, Lord, I can run to you in this moment because Jesus, you're my savior. My joy is steadfast because Jesus, you're my joy and you always remain. So Father, we worship you in this place. We pray, Holy Spirit, would you come even now? Would you fill us afresh? Holy Spirit, if we're gonna walk with joy, we say we need you. Lord, we cannot muster this up on our own, but we pray, Holy Spirit, give us the words to give you praise. Renew weary spirits in this place, oh God. For those looking and feeling so sad and and empty at the thought of going to work or going back to school, for every young person here as well, Lord, we pray, fill them afresh, Holy Spirit that they might walk with a spring in their step because of the joy of their salvation, that they might walk set apart because of the joy that marks them, oh God. So in this place today, we say, Jesus, would you be glorified? Lord, as we worship you, would you be honored and highly exalted? In your precious name, Jesus.